أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. We welcome everybody to our first evening um, of the four evening course, eight sessions in total, inshallah, of the dimensions of fasting program. Inshallah, we hope and pray that our time together will be beneficial for the Ramadan and for the rest of our lives, and more importantly, inshallah, for the year after. Tonight's session will be double session, so we'll have Molina Riyad Saluji, who will be doing the first part of the session until about half past eight. Thereafter, we'll be doing, uh, Molina Mu'ath will be taking the session till half past nine, um, inshallah. If you've signed up this evening, you would not have gotten a pack or notes, um, because you have not registered online or at the store. So you will be getting your notes and your, uh, pack next week, inshallah. Um, if they do refer to the notes at all this evening, don't worry. You will be able to get your note next week, inshallah. So without any further ado, um, if you do have any questions, sorry, if you do have any questions, you're welcome to WhatsApp us the questions or email or write it down and send it to the front or to the back. We'll try to answer at the end of the, each session, inshallah. The other lecturers for the course are Sheikh Riyad Waltz, Mona Irishad Zadik, Mona Dawood Samson. Uh, we have guest lecturers as well who will be attending and, and Spiritually enlivening us and getting us ready for the month of Ramadan, inshallah. So without any further ado, to our, to our beloved Molana, Molana Riyad Saluji. Shukran. Bismillah. Al-Ladhu la ilaha siwa al-wahid al-ahad al-fard al-samad al-ladhi lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين وصحابته الصالحين الغر الميامين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله صلاة وبركة وتسليمة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وترفعنا بها أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات السلام عليكم ورحمة الله كيف حالكم؟ If you look outside, the new moon has arisen. That means that there is about 30 days to the arrival of the guest of Ramadan. And when the guest of Ramadan arrives, then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam encouraged us to make a special dua. When you see the crescent of the new moon, Allahumma ahilla, Allahumma ahillahu alayna bil yumni wal iman wal salama wal islam. When we see that new moon of Ramadan, then we should pray, O oh Allah, cause it to rise over us with yumni. Yumni is grace and baraka and bounty. Wal iman and faith. 
salama and peace and contentment and security will Islam and surrender of our hearts and minds and bodies and emotions to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that dua is insha'Allah meant to be a foreshadowing of what Ramadan is meant to be in the life of a Muslim and a mu'min. A time of grace and khayrat and peace and security and contentment and iman. And that is not meant to be merely temporary. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves deeds that are permanent even though they may be small and few. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is given us the gift of Ramadan, the friend of Ramadan, as some of the ulama call him, the friend of Ramadan, in order that I can change not only in Ramadan, but change forever and permanently. And to change in two ways. To change in relation to Allah, my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam must change permanently. And in second, my relationship with the creation, the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must change permanently as well. Ramadan is a gift of personal transformation if only I use it as it was intended, use it in the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. Now we have 30 days before Ramadan begins and I need to ask myself a very difficult question. And that question is, How many Ramadans, how many moons have I seen in my life? How many Ramadans have come and gone in my life? 40, 30, 50, 60? How many moons have I seen? How many days have I fasted? He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fasted, the ulama say, seven Ramadans before he left this dunya. No, sorry, nine. He fasted nine Ramadans. I probably have fasted more than that. Have I been changed? Have I been changed in my relationship with Allah and in my relationship with the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And if I have not been changed up to this point, then the definition of the definition of silliness is to keep doing something and it's not working. The definition of foolishness is to repeat the same thing again and again and it is not working. Have I been changed? In my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does that mean? It means that I remember Him much more. That's how I would know 
in a very concrete way that my relationship with Allah has been changed. Two things. I remember Him much more. Because my relationship is more powerful, stronger. I love Him more. I want Him more. Desire Him more. I hope in Him more. And therefore, automatically, I remember Him more. Has a previous Ramadan caused that permanent change in my life? That now I remember Him much more. And number two, in my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that I obey Him more. That all of the things that He wants me to do of the fara'id, I do them. And everything that He wants me to avoid of the haram, I stay away from. Those are the most practical indicators of whether my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on the increase or the decrease or if it's stagnant, neither increase nor decrease. And iman actually is either on the increase or decrease. Many of them say it doesn't remain static. Either I'm going somewhere or I'm going backwards. And in my relationship with the creatures of Allah Azza wa Jal, the tangible indicator of that is that I behave with the creatures of Allah, human and non-human, animate and non-animate, with more ihsan. What does that mean? In your notes somewhere, there should be a list of akhlaq. That list of akhlaq details for us what are the most beautiful akhlaq that a Muslim must have. Meaning, it is wajib. It is fardul ain. It is obligatory on every single Muslim to work towards beautifying his or her heart with those essential akhlaq. It is not sunnah. It is not recommended that I have a qalb, a heart that has ilm that I have a heart that is truthful, that I have a heart that has haya and bashfulness and modesty, that I have a heart that is grateful, that I have a heart that is patient, that I have a heart that is gentle, that I have a heart that is merciful, that I have a heart that is forgiving, that I have a heart Number nine, that's not attached to things that I have a heart that is satisfied. Those would be ten, and all of them are wajib. I may not know that, maybe I never thought of it like that, but all of them are wajib because their opposites are haram. I cannot have a Qalb, a heart in ignorance. I cannot have a qalb and heart that is vulgar and crude in deeds or words or thoughts. I cannot have a heart that is ungrateful. I cannot have a heart that is angry. I cannot have a heart that is harsh and hard and unyielding. I cannot have a heart that is attached violently 
to things in this dunya, cannot have a heart that has violent envy. Those are haram to have at the level of my heart. And I must be working hard to cleanse my heart of that. And I cannot be displaying these ugly akhlaq with the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will not deal with them beautifully, kindly, truthfully, gently, modestly, with patience, with love, with wisdom, with knowledge, with forgiveness. I can't do that and I won't do that. So, as Ramadan, a previous Ramadan, has it changed my essential inner image, my akhlaq? Or has it not? So that's the question that every Muslim has to wrestle with before Ramadan comes. Have I been changed at the level of the vertical relationship, if you like, with Allah, dhikr and more obedience? And have I been changed at the horizontal level in my akhlaq, in dealing with the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If the answer is no, I have not, then I have not, unfortunately, I have not fully experienced the gift of Ramadan. I have yet to taste the gift of the month of Ramadan. I have yet to taste of that. And that is a scary proposition. Because every Muslim looks forward to that month, every Muslim fasts and prays, and reads Qur'an, and remembers Allah, but still with that, I may not reap the fruits of Ramadan. And the fruit, the greatest gift of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually tells us that in the Qur'an, directly. He doesn't even leave it for us to imply or deduce it. Allah azza wa jal says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ O you who believe fasting was ordained for you, made obligatory out of Allah's love, as it was ordained for the people before you, because humans need a cocoon of personal transformation. Every butterfly, every butterfly needs a cocoon. Every caterpillar needs a cocoon to become a butterfly. And Ramadan is that spiritual, beautiful cocoon, a home to which every human being in our time and in previous umam can be transformed in their relationship with Allah and the creation. And then Allah Ta'ala says, لَعَلَّكُمْ And that la'alla indicates causality. Meaning, that's the reason why there is psalm. Allah tells us sometimes in the Qur'an, what's the reason why He does something. And sometimes He infers it. But this is direct, explicit. So that you will attain of the gift of taqwa. The prize of Ramadan is taqwa. But that prize is not an automatic prize. Why? I fasted before and maybe I didn't achieve taqwa permanently or an increase in my state of taqwa. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ 
that you attain of the prize of taqwa. And on the day of Eid, the reason why it is Eid, and Eid is something from the verb, it, it keeps coming back, it repeats. Right? It also means a happy occasion. A happy occasion that repeats, repeats all throughout my life. And what is that happy occasion on the day of Eid? A different me. A butterfly me. That has a new relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore the joy on Eid is not the joy of now being able to eat and drink in abandon, but the joy of a different sort of happiness, beyond, transcendent, above material happiness that I feel inside in my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's Eid. Then I would have fasted in the way that He would have loved me to fast, and the gift, which is incomparably more than now having food and drink halal. Because that was halal before Ramadan. So that's not a new gift. That's not a new joy. The new joy on Eid is the joy of a different qalb, a different heart. And that is what the mu'min who has struggled through Ramadan and sought that prize of taqwa, that's the prize that's offered on the day of Eid. A new heart, a heart of taqwa. The way in which I change my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the way in which I change my dealings with the creation of Allah at the level of of akhlaq can all be summarized in taqwa. If I have taqwa vis-a-vis Allah, that he is watching, that he hears, that he sees, that he is present, that I am in his presence at every moment, then I will guard my heart from those vices of character. And I won't be harsh. And I won't be impatient. And I won't be full of envy. And I won't be full of greed. I won't be like that. So taqwa is the prize for personal transformation. Yes? Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it as easy as possible. So He gives us so many incentives to attain taqwa. And I don't want to, because the time was very short, and had to find a way to compress many things. So the notes are actually Mulana Mu'ad's notes. And he, as he usually does, Hafizahullah, very beautifully, all of the hadith about the, the virtues of the month of Ramadan. And then he's looked at the commentary of some of the various ulama. So it's all there. I'm not going to go through it uh, verse by verse or hadith by hadith. So you can read the beautiful hadith on the month of Ramadan and the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if we were to just take from aspects of those hadith, well we know Allah azza wa incentivizes us by saying, you know, 
I'll give you the gift of taqwa, and to do that you have to work. And your deeds are multiplied. I will reward you more, much, much more, than you are rewarded outside of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us Laylatul Qadr as a gift. The night that is more than a thousand months of ibadah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us what dua to read in searching for Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr is a manifestation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power and majesty. This grand night in which was revealed the Qur'an, the night that is better, Allah Ta'ala is the creator of space and time, and He decides what space and what time has barakah and more barakah. And He decreed that this night would have that. And on that night, interestingly, the dua that we make and we're urged to make by Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is Allahumma innaka afoon tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna Ya Allah, you are Al-Afu. Now, Al-Afu is one of Allah's names. And it has some very distinctive characteristics. In Arabic, when you want to say the wind erased the traces in the desert, you say, Afatar Rih. You use this word, this verb, this root. Afa. عفت. You say عفت الريح الآثار 